Hey guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back, after a long-awaited pause, to the Mitch Rap Podcast. What's new this week, Mike? Dude, we got a big one coming at you. We're back on the Mitch Rap Pod for some incredible news. I'm amped up. Why don't you, Chris, just tell the people what we're doing here tonight on the podcast? We're, we're going to try to figure out the title, the crack the code to reveal the title for Rap 22. So every, what, what was the first gimmicky, uh, I don't want to say gimmicky, they've all been fun. But what was the first like thing that David came up with to like lead up to the title reveal? I know they did the ambassador stuff going back to the Survivor. And you and I didn't really catch on until Red War, Lethal Agent. But the first one I remember vividly was you had to pick out scenes from those trailers, those little videos they made. That was and during each COVID, right? Scene, right. It related to a novel in the past. And then you put the words together from the, the old novel names. There's been some good ones throughout the years. Yeah. And like the last one was you had to name the all, the title Enemy of the Gates was has been in every like is a is an amalgam right. of words from other titles right so that that year was confusing and people were people were really confused partially due to us but it was that the code whatever the code was was words from past novels oh gotcha and then the code got you the reveal just like this so everyone had thought the new title had to have words from the old title but it turned out that was a trick and it didn't it just helped right. us crack the code. Right. For anyone who's totally lost, there's a huge social media presence led by David Brown and the team at Atria Books from Simon & Schuster. And James does a great job with the Vince Flincom account. So on Twitter, at Vince Flincom. And all the social media buzz about the new book leads to a reveal every year, some online game with the users, a little bit of fun and interaction. Before, boom, they drop the title. And Chris, sometimes the reveal game also has the cover. And some years the cover comes later. I've got some insider info for you here. I didn't want to tell you till we're on the pod. I'm relatively sure, and I heard from a trusted source, once we crack the code, we get the title, the cover, no and way. the synopsis. Dude, we're getting the serious? synopsis and the cover Live on the right pod. now. Live, Live on the pod. On the pod. Neither of us have tried to crack the code yet. We've been off no. social media for the day, so. Well, I, that's a lie. I I did try to crack the code, but I tried to crack it before it was live and before gotcha. you said you wanted to do it on the pod. So then I stopped. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we, we've got some hardcore fans, too. Two of our patrons, they were abuzz about this, and Rod actually texted me. <laughs> he had tried every single URL with the code because you type the code in as a URL and only one of them, he didn't tell me which, I told him stop right there, don't want to know, but only one of them had a domain name that was claimed. So he knew what it was early before the game was live. Now that's, that's hardcore funny. dedication right there. That is, that is very hardcore. And then Kev, Kev B, who we've heard on the pod when we were covering the Terminalist in the Jack Carr series, Kev went ahead and made an HTML document that had all the URLs with every possible combination. So when the game get, went live, he can just go down the list clicking them. So 
Our patrons are dedicated, some of the best Mitch Rap and Thriller fans out there. It's kind of tedious, you know, when I was trying to do it, like, especially with, like, executive and transfer, like, putting the dash between each one. Dedicated people. Right. So, Chris, why don't you inform the listeners what else has been going on, aside from the Mitch Rap stuff, on our other podcast feeds? Right. So, I think we said next time we come on the Mitch Rap pod, we were going to do a giveaway. We hold you to that, Mike. Well, I talked to Ryan. So, yeah, the last episode you guys heard from us here on this feed was with Ryan Steck right. after his book, Fields of, Fire. Fields of Fire, came out. So we're still looking to give away two copies of that, but we're going to hold off on announcing that until we have him back because we're definitely trying to book him sometime in the next month or two. Okay. And when we have him back, we'll reveal the winners for the copies of his first book, Fields of Fire, and we'll also be able to play up his, I believe it's a summer release, of book two, Lethal Range. So, yeah, our giveaway for our patrons and our listeners will definitely come once we have Ryan back. Okay. All right. So, anyways, what we've been doing on the other pods. Thriller pod, we've now finished up all of James Reese, the series by Jack Carr. We even were delighted to have on a super fan, Tyler Brewer, to discuss with the last three books with him, as well as you, you discuss um, multiple times the... Uh, TV series. So go check that out if you've read um, Jack Carr. Keep up to date. His book will be coming out in May, I believe. We we just did a, a quick little mini pod to talk about uh, the ex- very exciting news of the renewal of Terminalist season two: colon True Believer. I didn't see that. Is that is that is that true? Yeah, yeah. We did a little recording when they dropped the season two news. And they've come out after the fact saying it's going to be called True Believer. Terminalist Season 2, True Believer. So you betcha we'll be covering that on the podcast. Definitely. And, which was a very surprise nugget, was not expecting to get this, but the Ben Edwards, Taylor Kitsch spinoff prequel. Dude, huge news. Huge news. Very excited. Not only have we finished Jack Carr, but we've also finished all of Chris Howdy. We've also covered a lot of Andrews and Wilson, mainly by Mike. I need to up my game and get on those pods. But you know, we have a lot of good content on the Thriller Pod. Go check it out. That's where we're mainly serving twice, you know, twice a month, bringing you something that you know can be. We can go deep into a series, or we can hop around in, in different things. And we actually we have a couple episodes in the future. We're going to be moving into some new territories. Like the one about the bear, right? Yeah, Connor Sullivan, Sleeping Bear. He's got a second coming. We did David McCloskey's Damascus Station and right. had him on. There's a really cool article, actually. Just uh, I forget what paper published it, but an interview with David McCloskey called The Spy Who Came In From Damascus because he spent his time working on Syria as an intel officer. So really good interview with him, and we got to do one on the podcast. And then don't forget, Chris, I think one of the best parts of No Limits, the Thriller podcast feed, is your interview with a consultant who works in both Hollywood and with other organizations about women in the CIA. And she has her own book about raising kids, being a case officer in the CIA as her career, and how women in the CIA are often portrayed in movies, books, media. And I thought your interview with her was just fantastic. So go check that out. Subscribe, No Limits, the Thriller podcast. We've got books, TV, movies, interviews, tons of stuff going on there. 
all related to the Thrillerverse. So, if that's not enough for you, we also have Season 2 of No Limits, the Scott Harvath podcast, where, wow, we, I can't believe we finished eight books so far. We're about to tackle the ninth, and I believe, Mike, you texted me today, I think I have my new favorite Brad Thor book. I wrapped up The Apostle. That book, it's special. I, I originally had it maybe in my top ten for sure. It's absolutely, it's pushing for the top Brad Thor book of all time, as of now. We're, we're eight books in, so there's more to come. But right now, I think it jumps to the top. I can't wait to cover that next month. Actually, we're probably going to do that next week. Tuesday. I think we're going to record that. So yeah, that's right, that's right. We'll have that out in February for you. Also, though, on the Scott Harvath podcast, we had a banger of an episode when the Deadfall title and book cover was released. That's going to be book number 22 in the Scott Harvath series. And man, I love projecting and guessing what's going to go on in that book because it's taking place in Ukraine. And it was so much fun. Did you see what Brad even said? He tweeted at us and he retweeted our, our episode and he said, quote, these guys might be onto something very clever and thought provoking sleuthing. Give it a listen. We are being backed by the man, Brad Thor himself right there. Give it a listen, says he. I didn't see that. That's funny. Yeah, we were onto something. I, I think we, we got the plot pretty close in our predictions. Episode <laughs> the plot pretty close. All right. Yeah. There we go. Well, if you want to support all that we're doing here, right before we jump into the Mitrap stuff, you can become a patron and help us out. And for less than the price of a novel a month, you too can support the podcast and be the reason that we can make more podcasts. So with three seasons, head on over to thrillerpod.com. Click the support us on Patreon tab. Oh, and Chris, you know what I'm working on? One more uh, initiative. You're always, you're always working on something, Mike. You're always working <laughs> on something, Mike. One more initiative. This is going to be a patron-only series. I'm working on Mike's Mitch Moments, making a list of, I originally said top 10 of my favorite Mitch Moments. I had to expand to 15, plus some honorable mentions. So it's really going to be the approximately 18 to 20 of Mike's top Mitch Moments. And I'll do a little mini patron-only podcast series, counting down and recapping my favorite uh, moments with Mitch. So some action, some personal, but but all, all the scenes I really liked with Mitch. All right, all right. I'll, I'll have to listen to this. <laughs> Maybe I can join you for a, for a scene. You have or two. to become a patron to be able to listen to them, Chris. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Just go on our thrillerpod.com, Click that little, I think it's orange button. Support us on Patreon. You ready to crack the code, dude? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So me and Mike have come with what we believe is our top five most likely words. And do we have any... No, we don't have any overlaps. Interesting. No, so one of us is going to get there first and see the title and the cover. For, I guess we give a spoiler warning. Well, also, one of us could also... Like, none of these could be correct. Right, right, right. We couldn't right. be and here for a long time. It's just the rat race. <laughs> I'll have to speed up the recording, you know? Like, I'll put in one of those... Yeah. Know, sound effects. <laughs> I guess a spoiler warning, though, right? Like, as soon as we crack the code and we... If, again, you want to play along with Crack the Code, go to VinceFlynn.com, and you could see everything there. But we're going to crack the code, and you are going to hear our first reactions to the next rap title 
next wrap cover, and book synopsis. All right, get those fingers ready. Here we go. All right, I tried power. It's not agent. It's not power. It's not honor. It's not loyalty. It's not measures. Codeprotect.com. It's not protect. Did you get it? I got it. Oh, shit. I'm going to do your list. So it's not measures. It's got to be red. You were right. You said code red from the beginning. That was your guess. Were you right? I was right. It just, as soon as when I, you, you had all of the titles. You were right. And (gasps) as I'm reading it, you know, I wasn't thinking about like it being a phrase. And then like, I just see red, red war. And I'm like, code Code red. red. (gasps) Oh my God. There's a video of Kyle. You ready to watch this? It's the name. It's the novel, dude. Code red is the title. Code red (gasps) is the title. Code red is is the code and the title. Yeah, you told me it wasn't. You told me it wasn't the same. Oh my god, I didn't think it would be because they tricked us. If oh my god, the cover looks like Red War. Dude, he's going back. He's going back to Russia. We're going to Russia. We're we gonna get Grisha again. What is going? It it looks like a heart. The capital is upside down. The skyline is it Moscow? I'm guessing right. Code. All right, I got to read this. Just listen to Kyle. Always good to hear from him. Oh, yeah. Let me let me play the video. All right, now, now I got to dig. I got to read this. I got to read this. Mitrap returns to make a mortal enemy of Russia in this high-octane and up-to-the-minute installment in the number one New York Times best-selling series. Mitrap hates owing anyone a favor, especially when it it's the world's most powerful crime lord. But when Damien Losa calls, Mitrap is honor-bound to answer. Damien Losa, wait, is he from yes. Lethal Agent? Damien Losa was from Lethal Agent, and he made an appearance in Oath of Loyalty. Right. He, he called him up as a as either a friend or an insurance policy over something. I think maybe going oh, to Guatemala. to help him with, with, the, uh, with the bombing uh, of that. Blowing up the mountain. Uh, blowing up the mountain. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So he met him in Lethal Agent. Was Damien Losa the one who tried hiring him? Yeah, he tried hiring him when he was like at yep. the other crime lords like place. Right. And then for the Guatemala op in Oath of Loyalty, he he pulled some strings and called him back. So Rappos in the debt, essentially. Yeah, and it's this character that you could kind of tell that Kyle has wanted to do something more with and has never had an opportunity to, you know? And now, right. obviously, he's he's gotten a chance to do it. It's almost like since Grisha, you know, Kyle wants to make another one of those friend and foe, you know, not black and white, but kind of gray zone right. characters. Right. And this is his opportunity to play in that sandbox. The Syrian government com- appears to have created a highly addictive new narcotic that it plans to distribute throughout Europe. It's a major threat to Losa's business, and he's determined to send someone to keep him on top by any means necessary. All right, so Mitch is doing a drug lord's dirty work. Dude, that sounds like Rising Phoenix, one of Kyle's earlier pre-Mitch rap books. Right, right. The narcotic supply and some guy laced it. Oh, rap man. is the perfect choice for the mission. Not only does he have extensive experience operating in the Middle East, but he's also entirely expendable. 
Yeah, he has no cover. Right. Is Mitch gonna have any cover it working for a you know a crime boss? No, and like where where he left like his relationship with the government, right? You know, it's Yeah. Doesn't have many friends, right? What's the role of Irene Kennedy in any of this? Yeah, that's what I'm so confused about. Maybe it's like an Irene, you know, no Irene book. Wow. We've seen some of those where like she's just like sort of put right. towards the back burner, you know, maybe called in for one or two chapters. As he crosses into war-torn Syria, Rap quickly discovers a shocking truth. The new drug isn't being produced by Damascus to prop up the government's collapsing finances. Instead, it was created by Russia's asymmetrical warfare unit, not for profit, but as a weapon against the West. With far more than Damien Lowe's interest at stake, Rap devises a desperate plan that forces him and his team in, onto the battlefield where the United States is virtually powerless and allegiances shift almost hourly. Further, if Russia uncovers their plot, it will set off a confrontation between the two countries that could change the course of human history. Dude, something nefarious is going on. Whoa. Interesting. Syria. I'm in The Russians in Syria. Huh. This is out there, dude. That that plot is it's out it's there. It's out there. It's it's different. It's very different. A drug. Is this like fentanyl? So it's like you're taking fentanyl, you're combining it with a failed state. And you're including Russian shady business all in one. A highly addictive new narcotic. I'm guessing he's trying to play on the fentanyl epidemic and like how I'm relatively sure the Chinese are basically using our porous borders to flood us with it and ruin everybody. Right. And then you combine open border type policies and whatnot and handcuffing like police and whatnot and. You just have a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and you have these doctors and these pill mills. I have you read that that story about the pill mills in in um, Florida? Those two brothers who like made millions of dollars. No, but isn't there a TV show also, like uh, FX or one of those did? Yeah, and of course, like the FBI went after them because they're low hanging fruit instead of like trying to go after, you know, I don't know. The ph- well, I guess now they're going after the pharmaceutical companies or like CVS. But, anyways, yeah, it seems like he's that's that's scratching his itch to to bring this into you know into his thrillers. Interesting. Didn't did not see this coming at all. Didn't see it coming at all. It's like a loose ends of Lethal Agent. Kind of liked Mitch in Mexico with the drug cartels. Like it was kind of cool, but never really finished. Right. And then Red War, the Russia stuff with the downfall of Krupin, we didn't think that was finished because there was that other guy, you know, who was almost more dangerous than Krupin, who was poised to take over. He was killed. Various actors. He was killed, but I'm saying elements like that. Right. That in a Krupinless Russia or a post-Putin era, what if those more rogue, more extremist elements come out to play, you know? Yeah, it always it always seemed weird how he like not weird, but like he switched from Red War to Lethal Agent and going down this path of like one offs, you know, Lethal Agent and Total Power. Then we kind of got like a two book arc with Enemy and Oath, mm-hmm. 
And now we're, it's like we're going back to that order to kill. Because what order was Gracia in order to kill? And then yes, he, was Rap's, where he, he was Rap's friend. Right. In Enemy, in Enemy of the State. Of the State yeah. And then they worked together. Like, right. So he owed Rap, or like he didn't owe Rap, but like him and him and Rap were trying to kill each other in order. Order to kill, the ending is that fight out in the Arabian oil fields with Russia right. and Rap. And then in Enemy, they work together, but for yes. Rap's sake. And in Red War, they work together, but for Grisha's sake. For Grisha's sake. And then Oath of Loyalty, Grisha is basically chilling with that babe in the Caribbean islands, but he calls Rap to tip him off that there's somebody taking out a contract on right. Claudia. Right. And he, and he tips him off about Legion, but Grisha's out of the game. I yeah. I don't expect him to come back here. I feel like yeah, that phone call in was kind of like, was a, like put, a put to bed. Yeah, put to rest. exactly. Yep, yeah. put to rest. Like, yo, I'm not getting back into it. I just want you to know this. Final bit of information. Call it even. You know, that's all we do for each other now. So who I could see that. who could feature heavily then? Let me ask you the big question. We called it the elephant in the room last time we talked to Kyle. Marcus? Are we getting Marcus? It's been a while. I don't know. I feel like we got to get Marcus. Like, what? How Scott involved? Yes. What's happening with Anna, Claudia, Kennedy? Wait, because they're in Namibia. Last we saw them, is that correct? Right. Were they right? They're still hiding out in the sand dunes, and hmm, what's Claudia gonna think of this little side adventure for Mitch? I I, I feel some friction because. I think she's going to like it. That Namibia scene was about settling down. And after the trauma of South Africa, trying to get back to normalcy, you know, for Anna's sake. And he's going to have to feel honor bound to go work for a crime boss where nothing really is in it for him, to be honest. Besides saving America from some sort of drug epidemic that could bring us down. What what stake does Mitch have to get involved in this? And Claudia, is, from her perspective, is not going to be happy about that. Yeah. I don't know. Is it, is it more just so that, like, he owes him this one favor, so he has to do whatever he says? Like, that just... Is it going to be like, this is, I'm out after this? Like, he's going to try to convince her, this is my last hurrah? Yeah, and then but then he realizes that it's much more than what he originally thought it was. Right. Hmm. Hmm. It's 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 intriguing. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's intriguing. It's different. I I don't know. It's so strange because we're just coming off I'm just coming off reading The Apostle. And that book was almost a 180 compared to what this sounds like, you know. We're going to Afghanistan. It's hunt the terrorist, hostage rescue, <laughs> right. on the ground, you know, the war against the Taliban. Like, everything is so, like, cookie cutter for the thriller genre in that book. Like, kind of almost like the last man, you know, Mitch running around Afghanistan. You know, all these different factions who are trying to screw you over. It was so typical, this age thriller. Code Red does not sound that way at all. It's it's funny. Like, when I was reading The Apostle, listening to The Apostle, I thought, like, this is the most Mitch Rapp, Scott Harvath book. <laughs> Mitch, like Vince Flynn, Brad, Brad Thor book that I've, I've read so far. It was The Last Man. I, I felt like I was reading The Last Man. Yeah. 
The, and this one sounds it. like a you know we're we're island hopping, we're going around, we have to deal with. Um, it's just different, you know. I, I think like we've kind of said this before. It seems like Kyle likes to try new things. He he likes to change it up, not get not get yeah. bored, not get stale. You know, do something new. So I'm I'm here for it. I'll read it. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk about it. Syria. Are, I'm trying to figure out like war torn Syria. The Russians are using them to be like a scapegoat for designing this weapon that they really designed this this drug. I, I don't know. Did we miss the boat on Syria? I feel like that's something I talked to with David McCloskey, who not only worked for the CIA as an intelligence officer on the Syria unit, but his book took place smack in the middle of the Syrian civil war. And he was like, it's a different Syria now. The Syria I worked on in the CIA in the early 2010s and mid-2010s is not the Syria of the mid-2020s. And How by calling that? it – so the revolution isn't as in your face, right? The the violence isn't – Damascus is calmed down. I'm sure it's a spy's haven still, but in terms of the violence around every corner and in other corners of the country – Maybe we just hear about it less in the West, but I'm pretty sure the dynamics of it are less, you know, like remember when like Aleppo was being surrounded and, and bombed out and it was in the news every week, you know, right? different attacks and, and were we going to send fighter jets? I feel like it's not that focus anymore, which makes it a good scapegoat for Russia to use and say, hey, sure. behind the scenes this whole time they were working on this bioweapon i guess maybe you can call a drug that i don't know but uh well we'll have to see what, what how he wants to go with it but yeah if it's highly addictive you know it's like you know it's going to spread as if it were some sort of bioweapon yeah this this one little nugget in like the instead it was created by russia's asymmetrical warfare unit not for profit but as a weapon against the west russia just wants cover for designing this thing to be able to make it look like they didn't. So Mitch is going to have to track down those leads, right? He's going to have to uncover who in the yeah. Russian government faked the series. So he's going to have to go to Syria, but quickly learn it wasn't the Syrians behind this after all. Right. Hmm. All right. I, I think it'll leave some questions, but, uh, what do you think about this cover? What's what's your first thought? Oh, yeah, we haven't we haven't even talked about the cover. Screams Red War. You know, I, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if I love it. <sighs> My first reaction was a good one, and then I'm kind of coming down off that high. I like the flip flop. I like the you know yeah. inverse. Moscow, DC. That's cool. Yeah. It's red. Maybe it's I don't love the I don't love the lettering and the color of code red. Yeah. Is that why I'm everything else I I kinda like, but I just don't love like the yellow. I'm trying to figure out the gray, the yellow, and the red. Ever since who taught us this, Tyler? The sixty thirty ten rule. Yeah. Yeah, the sixty thirty ten. It's not happening here. Maybe the 60 in black, right? 60 with yeah, the black 60 and the gray. Black. But then it's like 2020. 
the red and the yellow. I don't know which one is supposed to be more dominant. The red, the there's more red. The red, so. red, yeah. But then there's a lot of stuff in yellow too. And then Vince Flynn is in a different color. And then Vince Flynn is in gray. Do you see the like spores? Do you think that's supposed to look like the drug? It, it almost looks like a coke pile or whatever, you know? Those little spores sprinkled about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fuzzy, you know. Right, right. And why is it? Or is that like blood? Yeah, I thought it was a heart. Like it honestly looks like a heart, which maybe the drug has something to do with. Oh yeah. What's the biological system involving blood and the heart and pumping, circulatory? Yeah, you're like cardiovascular system. You know, if that is a heart on the Apple Watch and like other heart rate monitors, it kind of has that graphic with the heart pumping. And I feel like it has those little, I don't know. It does kind of look like a heart when I zoom out. You're right. I don't know why I, I'm keep coming, I keep coming back to that. All right, Code Red. Thoughts on that? That is a title? I, I like the title a lot. I like the title, yeah. I think it's a cool title. It's a badass title, actually. I think it, yeah. Is the title going to reflect the story? That's the question. It sounds like it, man. Like, it sounds like it could. I wonder. I, mm. I'll tell you one thing. I cannot wait to talk to Kyle about this one. It's probably going to have to be after, at least after we get the advanced reader copies. And probably right around the time of publication. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's going to be huge. What, okay, what do you think? We didn't even bring it up. The Cooks and Nicholas Ward. Is it going to be a cold turkey? Elections done? New president? Or he res, he resigned. Is it going to be the VP? Is it going to be a new regime? Look, what's going on here? You know, there's a, there's a lot of questions to follow up. And it'll be interesting to see if he does... Hush, hush, brush, brush, you know, like quickly addresses them, moves on. Some he addresses, some he doesn't, moves on. Or, you know, some of them act actively become part of the story. If we get a new president who's involved, or, or if mm -hmm. Mitch is involved with a new president at all. Yeah, so, I, I really wanted something, you know, now that I like, you know, at the time I was high on Oath and Enemy. Yeah, I just felt like there was so much more to do with the cooks. <laughs> uh, me too, me too, and Nicholas Ward. You could have had the three of them be this triangle of angst for books. Yeah, you could have given me seven, eight books like that in that regime, especially because Alexander lasted so long. You know, all right. Yeah, I'm okay with us slowing down and seeing the entire term or two of a presidency. Do you think? There's a chance to play on the idea that it's like Gerald Ford was the only president to never have been elected because he was appointed vice president and then with Nixon's resignation became president. Do you think there's something like when Cook resigns, the VP takes it? There's some intrigue about or conflict over who he appoints as the VP and then that person becomes president down the road, and we have a president who was never elected by the American public. 
that'd be kind of cool because it only happened once in history. So to play with that, I think would be a cool idea. Mm. Or hey, man, we might just jump to a whole new name that we never even heard of, and boom, that's the new president for the for the short term or at least the near future. Wait, so remind me, Ford wasn't didn't wasn't running mates with Nixon? No. Spiro Agnew was the vice president. I forget what happened to him. I think he, yeah, he resigned under some controversy first. And so Nixon replaced him with Ford, who was in the House. And so he simply went from being a representative to being VP. appointed and, and Senate confirmed for VP. And then with Nixon's resignation to becoming president. Became yeah, president. So he was, That's crazy. He, was, he never won a general election for the presidency. That's crazy. I never yeah. do that. Yeah. And he was also an Eagle Scout who lived about a mile and a half away from me. So <laughs> at Gerald, oh, nice. Gerald R. Ford Park. So, yeah. In Alexandria. Was the only president for one the rest of Nixon's term? Yeah. I believe he only served out that term. Anyway, getting away from Code Red here. <laughs> but who knows, man? We were just talking presidential transitions. Boom, the James Reese series with Jack Carr. Something's coming with only the dead. We're dealing with a new president post-Rutledge in Scott Harvath, where we are in that series. We know the cooks were a transition, and we kind of liked what was done in Lethal Agent, which also seemed a bit hurried with Christine Barnett. She was right. a presidential candidate. Right. I, I wouldn't mind an election book and a transition book. So if we belittle the transfer of power... Like with Cook's resignation coming towards the end of Oath of Loyalty, if if we kind of belittle that transition or just jump to something and get a paragraph of backstory, I I don't know, man. I want an election book. I might be upset. I'm going to be upset. And this, I, I agree. And and this synopsis doesn't mention an election. Doesn't mention the Cooks. No, not at all. All right. What about Nicholas Ward, man? Like. Are we going to see anything with he and Kennedy in their relationship? We have to. He wasn't really in the last book either, right? He wasn't, no. But he was so good in Enemy at the Gates. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like this is going to be like almost about like a bottle book. You know, yeah, you know how you have like bottle episodes? This feels like bottle book to me. Total power was that for me, so. Yeah. This could be could be another one. All right. All right. Well, I was hoping to be a little more excited. I'm, I'm not going to lie. No, I'm excited. That, that's I'm my excited. first reaction let's, right here. Let's I'm just giving it to you not be, I'm giving it to you Let's not right be now. Debbie Downers, Mike. I, no, I am excited. I, okay. dude. I, Code Red is a cool name. Cool name. Good name. I like that we're going back. We're doing we're doing some Russia stuff, which is cool. Yep. You can see that like the war has now, It's it's been a year since the war. Or almost a year. So obviously, almost a year, yeah. both of these authors have been thinking about it, and they've decided both Brad and Kyle to put it back in center stage Russia. in their in their novels. So we'll see. We'll see who does it better. Who, see who does it better? I, I still don't know why China. I don't know why these authors. This whole genre is shying away from the China talk. I mean, Brad kind of did it with Ryan Brad kind of did it, but now he's like yeah. going away. I thought he was going to go hard into China. I thought so too. I thought Rising like, Tiger no was punches. Gonna usher in. Yep. No holds barred. A trilogy, you know, a three-peat of, of the China stories. I really, maybe Ukraine is going to be that one-off 
diversion, and then we we go back to China because China is even so. slightly involved in uh, the last last couple, but definitely Rising Tiger. No, we're we're excited. We're excited here on the Midtrap Pod. Yeah, no, uh, you know what? The cover just bumped up for me. I thought of something. You know how we loved the Oath of Loyalty cover because it brought in like a new era and it was so modern. Yeah, Code Red follows up on the Oath of Loyalty. You know the line of covers that that one could usher in. He's very modern, minimalist, simplistic, and also this verticality. Remember Oath of Loyalty that that melting kind of flag, that tattered flag is is very vertical, and I feel like that's that's happening here. These Enemy at the Gates was a uh, the cover was about width. I think these last two are very vertical. I don't know if that means right. anything, but it visually it has some consistency. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just I'm just excited we don't have a running man. So, <sighs> dude, I can't wait to see cover C for this one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> cover C, let's go. Do you think they have the British version yet? Or the uh, the Australian version, European version, whatever, like German version. Uh, no, At what I, stage I think do you so. think they get those? Whenever the pre-orders go on on sale for so the the pre-order, like you can click on that and it'll take you to the Amazon page, and it's the it's up there. So oh, it's there already on the Amazon. Yeah, but oh. interesting, you can't just go to Amazon and and search Midtrap Twenty Two. Nothing comes up. So you, you can really. Go, They've like blocked it to only go through this website. So I just went to Amazon.co.uk. Let's see. Code red, Kyle Mills. Nope. Red war just came up. Total power. Amazon.co.uk. You could see all the international covers. Oh, this is cool. I never thought about doing it this way, but it doesn't have code red yet. So we'll have to keep an eye out, and as soon as, soon as they like release the title on the um, like the newsletter, it's no longer right. like you know part of this this game. Then let's go to AmazonCo.uk and and see if we have the international cover. Then we have a, another episode we could talk about it. <laughs> yeah, from what I'm seeing right now, you can't even pre-order the UK version. It's just not there, unless like you're saying, it's a specific link that's not published out yet. Right. You mentioned the newsletter. Kyle had another really good predicting the future newsletter. Did you see that one? No, I haven't read that one yet. Yeah, he just kind of summarized uh, 2022 and you know how a lot of the events of late relate to his his past storylines and you know updates on things that he wrote about that are coming true. However, I don't remember Mitch Rapp ever having to single handedly take down a Chinese spy balloon by using brass knuckles and a jetpack. So I guess not everything in his books is, is coming true. <laughs> let's, let's see. Maybe we see that in this next book. You want to do a spinoff episode? How would Mitch Rapp take down the Chinese spy balloon? <laughs> Dude, I saw a lot of people tweeting about that, like about Mitch Rapp. What, what, what would Mitch Rapp do? Maybe it's because I, I follow a lot of people um, who like Mitch Rapp. So, <laughs> You know why yeah, Jack Carr, Kyle Mills, and Brad Thor, you know, weren't on social media for the past week? They were all called into the Pentagon to brainstorm ways that their characters can take down a Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, man, that's good. All right. Anything else you uh, 
you want to talk about with Rev Twenty Two? I'm excited. I'm, I'm a, I already pre-ordered mine, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Got the pre-order there because I want the hardcover because the arc when we get the advanced reader copy will probably be a softback. Yep. And I really want to talk to Kyle about this one. I already have a list of questions, <laughs> you know, ready to go. Once we read the book, I'll have triple the the exactly. list of questions. But yeah. Man, thanks for coming on to crack the code tonight and it's a pleasant surprise that I thought we might just get the title, but we got the plot and the cover. So I, I got a lot to digest here. I'm going to be thinking about this one for, for a little while now. Definitely. Definitely. I, I was not expecting to get all of that. So this is a, quite a treat. All right, guys, as we said in the beginning, a whole lot of things are going on on our other two podcast feeds. Go check that out. The next episode we'll be dropping is the apostle on the Scott Harvath podcast. Again, we have to thank our patrons, our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, Daryl, Kevin, George, Ben, Matt, Dawn, Peggy, Ray, Bridget, and Mark. Please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us online at thrillerpod.com or on Twitter and Instagram at thrillerpodcast. And as always, just let Mitch be Mitch, baby. Mitch.